Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to another podcast episode. It's your host, Shabir Hassan. Uh, really glad to be back again today uh, because today's episode is going to be uh, really special. Why? Because uh, we have another, <laughs> like, our the amount of guests that we have from America and overseas is crazy right now. Uh, so that's one thing, but. The the guest that we have uh, today, more specifically, is someone that I've known for some time now. Again, uh, it's through social media, but it's more through the uh, creative scene. Uh, brother that I've really, uh, mashallah, got to know um, in the last couple of months, a lot more, uh, alhamdulillah. And uh, someone who's also recently, uh, as a spoken word artist and as a creative, he's also recently, in the last few months, uh, released an album, his first ever album, which is known as 1212, which we're going to speak about uh, which we're going to speak more about, inshallah, shortly. Uh, but it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest uh, for today, our dear brother, Isam Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum as salam. How are you doing, bro? Are you good? Al- Alhamdulillah. Everything Alhamdulillah. is good. Thank you for joining us no, on, the, uh, on the podcast, bro. Uh, it's good to have you here. Uh, obviously, you've been to the UK a few times now. Uh, it's becoming like your second home. Third home. Third home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the second home? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to say third home. <laughs> so I'm joking. I think I think yeah, UK is like my second home, man. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Alhamdulillah. It's good yeah. to have you here. Obviously, we were we were we were uh, we spent a lot of time together mm. during the tour a few months back, uh, which was good. And now you're back again for a few more events. Um, so you're coming from South Seattle. Mm-hmm. South Seattle. Tell us about South Seattle. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts is that in America? What's it like there? So, it's it's on the west coast of the United States, okay. and more specifically on the northwest. Yeah. So we're like at the corner of the United States, the top left. If you're looking. At okay. The map. Okay. Cool. And um and uh it's in Washington, the the state of Washington. There's Washington D.C., which is on the east coast, and then there's what's the oh, state so it's, it's got nothing it's to do with Washington D.C. Yeah. So it's another Washington next to Portland and California. And uh, uh, I'm in the city of Seattle, um, and specifically, you know, South Seattle is the community I grew up in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Um, the coming to your album because this is one thing that that we, that I mentioned. Um, you of course you released your first album uh, not too long ago actually, uh, and Alhamdulillah response was really good from from what I've seen as an from an outside perspective. Obviously, you can you can shed more light on that. Uh, I I enjoy it myself listening yeah. to the album even until now. It's an a cappella uh, album which has different messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when Ilyas Mao was here as well. Um, I believe that was episode number two. Mm. Uh, discussions that we had regarding creativity, especially in the Muslim scene, which we'll speak about later on in more detail, mm. um, is mainly about the fact that a nasheed or uh, a spoken word piece, just because it's being done by a Muslim, is not necessarily going to have uh, an in-your-face Muslim topic. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to have the word Allah in it and you know talking about the Prophet etc. etc. Uh, but it's more like faith-inspired. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I I got the kind of the same vibe from your album, mm-hmm. which is that it's very much faith-inspired. Yeah, it's an a cappella album. Yeah, it's uh, it has positive messages, but it's very much faith-inspired. So one key message that you spoke about, even the name, by the way, which I didn't know until I asked you, mm-hmm. twelve twelve, right? So maybe you can you can talk about that as well, because a lot of people don't know why you called your album twelve twelve, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the content. Uh, obviously, you have a track called Ummi yeah. in in the album, which means in Arabic, my mother, or yeah. it's a title for your mother. But it's not just uh, that that one that one piece. It's like many of your uh, uh, quite a number of your pieces. You you mention your mother quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so let's start with that, since it's uh, the centerpiece of your album. We should of course start with that. Why? Um, obviously, like we all love our mothers, you know. But why did you feel like that was important for for your album, which is like a creative side of your life it's it's like for for outsiders you're like you're mixing the two you're bringing the personal family side yeah. so so tell us a bit about that um for me my mother is the the reason that that i i decided to make some changes in my life mm. you know um and the reason that i had to you know mature at a young age, and even like as a young kid, people used to be like, "Yo, you got an old soul," you know. Even though I was, you know, I was still jokes and whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, I was still myself. Like, like the way I approached life was a bit differently, you know, despite um, the the uh, like temptations that I was surrounded by in my mm. community and the lifestyle that that I, I was um, introduced to. 
like growing up in my community, right? Mm. Um, so I've been through so much with my mother. I've seen her go through so much, right? Uh, in 1994, when I was one years old, I was mm. born in 1993. Um, uh, like my my biological father, he 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 wasn't there when I was born, and he left. And uh, so I was I was pretty much born a like orphan, right, in mm. Islam. And um, uh, it, when I was about, like, when I was almost one years old, uh, my mom decided to go look for my father. Um, and when my, when my mother met my father in, in, in Italy, that was that was a country that they met for the first time. Mm. Um, she left because, you know, all the name calling, oh, a single mother. Yeah, like, did yeah. she even get married? <clears throat> you know, this, that, this, that, right? You know, it, so it, even back then, there was this stigma attached. It's not yeah. like, it's not, because obviously nowadays, you still, we still see the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so even the, back yeah, then, it yeah. Was, that, that was the reason, you know, and, and my mom, she just got fed up with that. Right? This was in mm. Morocco. And uh, she went to go look for him. He showed no interest. We went through, you know, some experiences, uh, you know, as, when I was a when I was a baby with my mom, mm. um, where there was like kind of like life and death situation where I was getting sick, and and we was like we was like in an abandoned house for like three months, um, like surviving off of like canned food and and you know fruits off of the tree and stuff like that, right? And so it was literally like uh, literally like you're homeless at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, from from there, fast forward into. Um, my mom ran into a couple uh, like community uh, mm. members, uh, non-Muslim. They're actually nuns, and yeah. uh, she told them the situation, and they helped her come to Seattle, where uh, uh, her sister was living. You know, um, she got to Seattle, and after some time, um, uh, we ended up in a in a single mother homeless shelter. Mm. And uh, you know, fast forward into when my mom met my my father, who raised me, um, my 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 stepfather, but. But, you know, I look at him like my real father because yeah. he was my father figure. And and I, I usually stay away from the term stepfather, um, but just to give context. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a in a neighborhood that that uh that 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 was pretty much, you know, a low income neighborhood, um, you know, housing projects, section eight, you know, uh, you know, and so I was exposed to, you know, a certain uh, type of culture growing up in my in my community. And uh Fast forward to two, I'm just I'm just in a nutshell. Fast forward yeah, to yeah. 2007. All right, so this this is where like the story like really starts. Like my life was, alhamdulillah, you know, my life was was good. You know, I I had a happy childhood. You know, um, you know, I had everything I I needed. You know, my parents gave me everything I needed. Um, you know, obviously, you know, what I'm saying there's like certain things that we're accustomed to. Mm. You know, you know, having you know, uh, coming from like a low income background, right? And certain things that we're exposed to. But, you know, for the most part, you know, as, as children, we don't really pay attention to, yeah, to yeah. the struggle, really. You know, we're just enjoying our childhood, mm. right? But I think at the age of 13 is where my life, like, really changed, you know? Like, before that, like, before the age of 13, like, I was exposed to, like, you know, like, drug culture, gang culture, and, you know, stuff like that. But it was not really a big deal. It was just part of my life, right? Um, but I remember 2013, uh, stuff like 2007, um, my mother, she was given medicine she was allergic to. And she went into a coma, right? And this is when I was graduating from middle school and I was transitioning into high school. So I was t I was about turning mm -hmm. 14 years old. And my mom went into a coma uh, because uh, the doctor gave her medicine she was allergic to, even if it was uh, even though it was written in the records, right? Mm. And um, that she was that of, of her allergies. Um, so I remember like I'll be like sitting in the hospital every night, just like watching the tube going down her throat, like keeping her alive. And I think that time of my life was 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 traumatizing, and on top of that, like transitioning to to high school, right? Mm. It's like a whole, you know, I'm, it's, everybody's older now, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's like a whole different culture, right? Um, you know that you know the teenage years, and and you know I had I had my friends around me were joining gangs, and and you know this this there was there was there was a lot of things that I was exposed to at that at that age. Um. And it would be to the point where I'll be in the middle of class, and I would feel this, these like the sharpness in my chest, like this chest pain, mm. and I, I I would struggle to breathe, and I I didn't know what that was, so I would rush to the nurse's office, and and I would explain to the nurse, yo, this is going on, and the mm. nurse would just tell me like, put your feet on the ground, inhale, exhale, and just tell me to focus on my mm. breathing, right? Um, like years later, that's when I started to to uh to like realize that was linked to to like anxiety i was having anxiety yeah, yeah. attacks all right because of, of what i was witnessing my mm. mom go through and 
Yeah, alhamdulillah, my mom made it out the 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 situation she was in, even though the doctor said she was not going to make it. I remember that. That was the first time, like, I was not I was not praying, like, the five yeah. prayers and stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I, was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't have an understanding of the religion like that at that point mm. in of my life. But I remember I, I used to, I used to, uh, because my parents did teach me the importance of prayer and stuff, right? Because because of the society I grew up in, like Islam was not really a big deal in my life. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I used to put my hands up and I used to just like pray to God, like help my mom get out of this situation, you know. But, Alhamdulillah, my mom got out of this situation. And, Alhamdulillah. And um, I I went through a few phases in my life where even after she got out of the hospital, where I became a victim of uh, uh, or a product of my environment, and I I I, I turned to to. Uh, uh, I don't know if I want to get into details, man, but uh, I turned to like a, a certain lifestyle that 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 really hurt my mom even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one day I came home, and you know this is this is a regular day. Um, I I came home uh, from school, and I had my uh, my backpack. I walked into my room. I took off my backpack, and I walked to the hallway, and I seen one of my neighbors uh, who who was helping my mom at that time, and then. Uh, she was like, Isan, come here. And I walked, I walked to, to, uh, uh, the room and I see my mom laying flat on the floor. And, and I, I, I was like, what's going on? I ran to her and I said, I said, mom, you good? Like, what's going on? And then she was, she just started screaming. Like, and I never heard her scream like that before. And I remember, I was like, yo, call, call the ambulance, call 911. You know, they called, you know, the ambulance. I sat her up. I gave her a breathing machine. And and she was just screaming, and I remember at this point, I was just like I was having a nervous breakdown. Like if you see me that day, I would, like I don't like at that time. Like I, I like you be I, like you know what I mean. I wouldn't show emotion and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was just, I was I was, try, I was trying to be tough yeah, and all yeah. everything, right? But like well, in this moment right here, I, I I didn't care who was around me. I just broke down, and I and remember I, I I remember it got to the point where I situated my mom waiting for the ambulance. Like five minutes felt like a whole hour, man. And I remember I was pacing back and forth. I was pacing back and forth, and I was literally like, I was like, I raised my hands up, and I was like, 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 God, if you, if you take my mom out of this situation, if you, if you, if you make sure she's straight, I promise I'm gonna change. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna quit everything that I'm doing, and I'm gonna change my life around for the mm-hmm. better. And I remember, I, and 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 I went back to my mom when the ambulance came, and 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 uh and I was just telling her to repeat the shahada over and over again. I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. And she went in the ambulance. I went with her in the ambulance, and for that whole year, I, I spent. I spent like time just helping her, and you know just being around her, right? And, and that that kind of strengthened the relationship. Um, so yeah, man, uh, and that's yeah from, yeah, bro. That's that's just like a few situations when when my mom that that made me just realize that I gotta get my my life together and and make sure she's happy with the life I'm living. You know. Subhanallah. So literally, yeah. so what you're saying is from from that point onwards, pretty much that was it. Like you, you did you manage to quit everything? There and then, did you manage yeah. to, to escape that lifestyle? Yeah, I did. I st- I did. I I I I remember. I I kept my word. Yeah. To God, you know, um, I kept my word to God, and I I, I changed. Like I was, I started, I started being a you know a better person, um, and and I cut I cut off a lot of habits in my life. Mm. But at the same time, though, like we got to understand, like like even the word al ins, like the human, uh, what word does it derive from? Right, the, Forgetfulness. The, the the one who forgets, mm. right? That's like the hustle of of our like the nature of our spe- of our of our creation, you know. Mm. So like I'm not, you know, I didn't like fully change perfectly yeah, yeah. forever, right? But you know, I, you know, I had my ups and downs right mm. throughout the years. I was still young at the time, and uh, so I did slip up, you know, again. But but it's kind of like a car. Now you gotta, yeah. you know, you know when you're trying to get a car out of a pothole, when yeah, you're stuck yeah. in a pothole. It's like you you move forward and it rolls back. You move forward again, it rolls back, and then you finally get the car out of that pothole, mm. right? And then yes, I'm finally out. I could drive again, and then you're driving, and then down the road you're probably gonna come across another another pothole, yeah, right. But there's there's two types of people, right? There there's the one who 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 does something wrong, and they're just like whatever, right? Like how I was when I was younger, I was just like whatever. I just, I didn't care, and then there's the one who does something wrong. And, and and feels guilty about it and 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 you know prays for forgiveness and and makes the attempt to 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 change right mm-hmm. so I think it's just this this realizing that we're going to make mistakes again we're going to slip up again we're gonna we're gonna run into another pothole but 
you know, attempting to get out of that pothole again, or do you, mm. you just stay in that pothole and just not go anywhere, you know? So, um, but that was like all, all of these, you know, it, it prepared me for the next time yeah, I needed yeah. to change again. Right. Mm. right because yeah. I, I, I don't want to create this false idea that, oh, I changed one time and I'm perfect now. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I still, I slip up, you know what I mean? I'm not, if my sins haven't had an odor, you would not want to come near me. You know what I mean? Mm. And as in, so the, the Islam that we see now, yeah, compared to the, the Islam back then, obviously now you're taking your creative side a lot more seriously. That's why, you know, um, alhamdulillah, like, you know, it's by by you taking your creative side seriously, what that's now led to more opportunities for you, you're, like you're traveling, like you are in, you're in Australia, you're going to Australia again soon. Mm-hmm. You've been around to different countries, different cities uh, across the world because of this. And then obviously uh, you released your album. And then, like I said, coming back to the original question, which is in your album, you incorporate a lot of your life experiences. You spoke about it like quite openly. Um, and then you mentioned your mother a lot again, coming even to the name of the album. So, um, what effect did that have on your creative side? Like, where, where's where's the crossover here? Where's the link? Yeah, if it wasn't for my mom, mm. then I wouldn't. Given that, like, I grew up in an environment in an, where majority of the people are not connected to the religion mm. and i'm not saying this in a judgmental way but it's just the culture that we grew up in mm. like being a practicing muslim is is a rare thing but because of what i see my mom go through it made me make steps in my life where damn like i gotta i gotta do i gotta i gotta make sure i'm straight yeah. you know so so with my mother like she's the source of my inspiration you know, and and if it wasn't it was if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be on on this this path. You know, trying to spread positivity and and out here traveling and sharing my story and connecting with the youth and 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 you know letting them know of positive ways that they could deal with their trauma and their pain because everybody has a unique experience. Everybody uh, experiences something you know unique that only they can understand. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be able to walk a mile in your shoes, and the same for you. You wouldn't be able to walk a mile in my shoes, yeah. right? Because you know, like. You know, you know, this, you know, Allah, you know, Allah uh, only burdens the soul. Uh, Allah doesn't burden the soul more than it could bear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we, 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 we all have our own unique experiences. You know, so, so that that's how like that's how the album came about. Like my first inspiration, like, like I remember the first piece I dropped. Like one of my lines was like, "My mama she barely could breathe," and I say, "The West is my home." You know, I'm I'm speaking about like my mother literally barely like she she barely like she can't she's my mom my mom literally struggles to breathe mm. you know that line was literal it wasn't a metaphor mm. you know what i'm saying and yeah. it can be a metaphor too but but like that's what it is it's like in my mind i'm like like i gotta i gotta make sure i, I i'm present with her and i appreciate every moment with her mm. and i gotta make sure that she's happy with the way i'm living right because like my mom sacrificed so much for me to be here and if I'm out here just messing around and kicking it with, with you know what I'm saying, just running around in the streets and, and, and acting reckless and, and, and you know what I mean, not listening to my mom, then, like, mm-hmm. like what's the point of what I'm doing? It's like, even if I got to sacrifice something I love yeah. for the sake of, 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 you know what I'm saying, like, my mom, then, then I'm going to do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like. Like yeah. even though it's, it's something I don't want to do, I'm 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 gonna still do that regardless, right? Mm. So that's I mean if that that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. It's um, crazy because I mean, you know, like you said, like your your story, your journey is completely different to mine and and any other person listening or watching. Like what you experienced with your mother, like I can I I could never imagine me experiencing the same thing with my own mother. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how I would handle it. Like yeah. as as much as I I would tell myself now, yeah yeah, I'd be patient and I'd do the X Y yeah. Z. When you're there, that's a good point, man. And literally, when you when you experience and you witness what you saw, like your mother going through that, as in, it's a powerful message to a lot of people listening and watching. That, due to their own, you know, due to their own experiences in life, maybe they don't have a connection with their mother the way yeah. that you do, the way that I might do. Yeah, and, that and, that, and that's that's important too, man. Um, because like I remember you when like one of my lines I said, a doctor could study an illness, but mm-hmm. never know what the patient is feeling. The the patient represents the one who experiences. Mm. Right? The patient represents the things we experience on, yeah. on, on a day-to-day basis. And the doctor is the one who studies those experiences. 
Mm. So from an out outside from the outsider looking yeah. in, right? So mm. I could give you advice and be like, like brother, mm. verily through hardship comes ease. Yeah, just, just stay strong. I know what you're going through. You know what I mean? We're promised that, but it's easier said than done. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for somebody who actually experiences that experience, that patient, they're the one. They're the one who knows. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we could just be insensitive and and just be like. Like yeah, the, uh, you know the attack in Christchurch, for example, all of the Muslims are going straight to Jannah. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so so don't worry, don't mourn. But the people that are experiencing, they're they're, they're still gonna feel those emotions and they're gonna still grieve and they're gonna still mm. mourn. You know what I mean? I, it might put some peace in the heart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's like you know, I think sometimes we're insensitive about about other people's experiences. I think on on that point, because it comes back to what you were saying before as well. Like growing up, you didn't want to show your emotions to people. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like uh, one of the reasons for that is just the society we live in, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially as a man, like you know, boys don't cry. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Boys don't cry. Well, grown men don't cry. Uh, but clearly, that had an effect on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you were the fact that like experience what you were experiencing. <clears throat> then obviously, comparing it to you know, I had my own experience growing up. People have their own experiences, but then you feel like you can't let those emotions show. Mm-hmm. So, did you feel like that had a a, 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 like a, a worse of an impact on you yeah by so, doing that yeah so so i remember the first time i wrote a piece mm. it was about my father experience and mm. i remember i pulled my friend to the side and i shared with him the piece and his reaction was like whoa i didn't you know say like that's crazy you know like i thought you were my bro i thought i would know everything about you <laughs> yeah but uh i remember at that time it felt like the the weight of the world was lifted off my chest because i wasn't able to speak to him about it but i was able to share share with him a piece that i wrote about the situation you know yeah yeah and from that point on i realized the importance of sharing your emotions but in a society that makes it seem like you're weak you're mm. soft or you're square if you share your emotions like I, I was, I was one of those kids that I didn't talk about what I was going. Nobody knew I was going through my life. I was going through a lot, mm. you know. And 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 a lot of people are going through a lot, mm. not just me, you know. And and a lot of people don't talk about the emotions. But what happens is like, just like you know, you're filling up in air in a in a balloon. You you keep on you keep on filling those uh, blowing that balloon. Eventually, it's gonna pop, right? Mm. So so that's what happened to me, you know. That's why we snap sometimes, and that's why I ended because I went through that experience. I understand like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge the next man like when they're when they're doing something wrong because I understand. I understand. You know, what I'm saying like the reason mm-hmm. that they're doing what they're doing, right? And then you're you're able to empathize. You know, what I'm yeah. saying rather than just straight up judge and be like a stuff for love, brother. What what are you doing? Like we don't know how that person ended up where where they're at. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying like we don't know what they've been through. You know what I mean? So we can't sure, be quick yeah. to judge individuals. I'm gonna ask a bit of a personal question. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember last year I put up an Instagram post. Yeah. Uh, and it was really random uh, on, on my part. I don't know what you're going to ask. I'm just smiling. <laughs> yeah, question. it's fine. So I'm just drinking water. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I put up a post and I, I basically asked people, my, like my followers, um, name the chapter that you're on currently in your life. Dang, you remember that statement? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I remember what I said yeah? too. So I said, name the chapter. It's really random. That's how you know I was uh, a fan for a long time. <laughs> name the chapter that you're currently on in your life. So I think my one at that stage was like, I can't remember what I put down myself. It's like growth or something like that, yeah? And people were putting like, it was really interesting mm. to see the 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 kind of stage that different people were. Because I said, put your age there as well, if, you, if you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So people were like, I'm 20. I'm lost. Like my the chapter is called lost. Like, I don't know what to do in life, and a lot of people that were that same age put di- similar comments, mm. and the people who are like 25, they're like on a different part of the journey, but a bit more, pro- you know, like they they had progressed in their journey, mm. etc. And then your one stood out mm. because it was different to the rest, because mm. because you put the chapter of your title is forgiveness. I was 24, right? And you were 24 years old. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was different. Yeah. No one, no one else had put that. Mm. Um, a lot of people obviously won't know the backdrop to the story. Um, why, why would you put forgiveness for? And 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 look, it's 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 like that was last year. Yeah. So you, you you're in a different chapter now. Let's just say, mm. for example, yeah. Yeah. I so am. exactly, you're, yeah. I, I'm on a different chapter right yeah, now yeah, compared to are, when yeah. I put that post up. But let's just go back there. Yeah. That moment in your life. Okay. Why did you put forgiveness? So at that time. 
um, I remember. I think that was right after when you put when you put that up. Um, that was right after I, I met my father for the first time in my life. After never seeing a single picture of him, after not having a single conversation with him, I met my biological father for the first time, and. I remember before I met him, I told him, I, I remember I told myself, I forgive, uh, I forgive him. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he did, it's whatever. I'm going to just go visit him. And um, I went to, to visit him. And, you know, I flew overseas to go visit him. And I remember when I, when I encountered him for the first time, he didn't even know I was coming. I, I got linked up through my first cousin. And I remember he walked into the door. He didn't know you were coming. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. He didn't know okay. I was coming. I walked in through the door, or he walked in through the door, uh, through the door. I was with my cousin, my cousin, and one of my bros. And the first thing he did was just give me a hug. And I was just like, "What is this guy doing? Why is he? Why is he hugging me? You know?" Yeah. And we sat down. And so we did had you, did a you know who you are? Like he knew who I was straight away. You straight know? away. And we sat down. We had a conversation, and eventually. The conversation, it led to an argument, you know, and I snapped. Yeah. yeah, I remember my cousin tried to mention my my. He tried to bring up my mom and blame my mom. Why she leave after all these? Why why she leave for so long? Like it's it's her fault, you know. So he said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, I, I barely speak Arabic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I, I I remember I blacked out and I was just and I just started like naming points. You know, saying did this not happen? Did this not happen? Did this not? Yeah. And he was agreeing with everything I was saying. And then I remember I just I was just angry, you know. And then from that day, I was just cold towards him. Even mm. though I, before going to him, I said I forgave him. Mm. That day I was just cold towards him. Like he would try to he would try to you know what I'm saying, you know connect with me, be my friend or whatever. And I'll just I'll just be uh, I'll just be cold towards him. Mm. But like I wouldn't I didn't want to show that that side that my mom taught me. You know you know that 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 that, that loving and, mm. and uh, the affection that my mom taught me. You know, uh, you know, from the, you know, uh, the, yeah. So I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to show him any of that. So I was mm-hmm. just trying to like, I was just, I was just like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even smirk around him type of thing, you know. Yeah. I was just straight cold towards him, and um, I, I was reflecting. I was like, I want to show him love, mm. but I can't. I don't know why. Right, and and obviously we always hear about you know it's good to forgive and forget this that that you know mm-hmm. Islam talks about it whatever, but for and somebody could tell me that about a father experience somebody who grew up with their their father they mm-hmm. could tell me that, but experiencing it was different, mm-hmm. and I remember I was trying to but I couldn't, it was weird like I just couldn't, and I remember I had a conversation with one of my bro uh, Yusuf Krom I was chopping up with him mm-hmm. in, uh, out there in, in um, Egypt. And uh, he 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 broke down something to me. You know, he was talking about how like there's three types of forgivenesses according to Islam. You know, mm. and the first type of forgiveness was forgiven. Um, and the way he broke it down was according to actual stories. I just I can't I can't yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say the wrong stories right. But the, the idea was forgiving, but uh, having every right to return the emotions of your suffering. I forgive you, but eye for an eye. Mm. I'm a, pretty much I'm gonna get revenge. Yeah. Like you punch me in the arm, I'm gonna punch you in the arm too. W- 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 uh, the equivalent amount of strength, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's why I found myself doing a part of me and my father's. Mm-hmm. Like my revenge was 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 kind of like just being cold towards him. Mm. Yeah, but I mean it was understandable. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, dude left. You know what I'm saying? He put us mm. through some things, and I was just you know what I mean? Like I just couldn't show him love. Whatever yeah, I was yeah. just cold towards him, and um. <clears throat> Those are few experiences that um, that that I've, I, I'm, at that time I remember. Um, for example, we'll be walking in the streets, and every single person that we would walk by, like for example, if we were looking for something, you know, asking for directions, he would walk to me. He would be like, uh, "Hello, you know, had uh, the ibni." Like he would be like, "This is my son. I'm with my son." And then he would ask the question. I'm like, and my mom like, why is he mentioning? I'm like, like mm-hmm. that's irrelevant. Yeah. But when I when I started to reflect on it, like he was just excited to be with me. Yeah. And it made me like, it made, made me kind of like, like, like you know, have a soft spot for him in my heart. And then I was like, man. And then I remember he took me to his house when my my grandparents they passed away mm. uh, from his his parents pretty much their house. 
And I remember I opened the closet. Like, he, he showed me my room. I opened the closet. <clears throat> and I seen, like, little, um, like, uh, little toys. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, little fluffy toys. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Stuffing animals. Stuffed animals. Stuffed animals. You know, I'll see, you know, those things. I'll see, like, so many backpacks and so mm. many, you know, different shirts and clothes. And I, and I was, like, and, and I found out that those were things that he bought to have the feeling that he was buying something for his son, you know? Oh, wow. And when I heard that, and uh, it just made me just like, well, you know? I, I was just, I just kind of, you know, I was just, uh, it made me just kind of emotional. Mm. And, and even things that like washing my, like he would wash my clothes and iron it. Nobody ever did that for me. I did everything my, yeah, my, yeah. by myself my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Because of my mom's illness, I had to learn how to do those things on my mm. own. But he was, and it made me feel feel like a child again type of thing, you know? And and then I learned that the second type of forgiveness was forgiving, but questioning, like to have a peace of mind. Like I forgive mm. you, but you're at, but but you're questioning the person, <clears throat> so you can have a peace of mind, right? And through asking him questions and having a conversation with him, I learned that the reason why he did what he did, because he was suffering from from mental health, and he attempted suicide, mm. you know, uh, multiple times. Um, even the time where, where we're in a life and death situation when I was younger, um, he he attempted suicide, right? He felt like he couldn't care for us, mm. right? And um, that made me that made me uh, become more understanding of his situation and realize how can I blame uh, like a man who suffers from mental health? Mm. My whole life I was just concerned about my emotions and my mother's emotions and what he put us through but not once did it cross my mind what if he's going through something as well mm. and that led me to learn the third type of forgiveness was forgiving and this is the one that's the most beloved forgiveness with pure mercy pure rahma i forgive you but i'm not going to question why you did what you did to me and I'm not going to get any type of revenge. I just forgive you purely <coughs> for the sake of God. Mm. And when I heard about that, I was like, man, I got to, I got to, I got to implement that, you know? And I attempted to, mm. right? And, and I couldn't do it on the first, the first trip I went to. Later on, I found out he had cancer. Um, so that made me just like, you know, I was mm. like, okay, now, now I got to make sure I'm with him. Yeah. Um, all, the the rest of his life, you know. Um, so I went to visit him in Italy. Right, that's where that's where he lives, and he lived for the past thirty years. I went to go visit him, and our relationship got a little bit better, you know. Yeah. I was able to, you know, smile a little bit. And it got better, but it still wasn't there yet. It was like a mm. journey. It's like forgiveness is 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 it's like it's like a journey. You can't just say I forgive you. Mm. If you could do that, mashallah, you know what I mean. Um, but. But you know, like for me, it it it, it, it took practicing. It's like mm -hmm. I'm conditioned to hate a man my whole life. My whole life, I hate this dude. I never want to. If I see him, I'm going to fight him, type of thing, right? So I'm conditioned this way. So in order for me to learn how to forgive, I had to train myself to forgive him. Mm -hmm. And 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 I'm still on that journey, even right now. Before I, I I'm I, I could just be like, yeah, forgive him now because I learned about that. But I'm learning that I'm I'm still learning, right? And I, and I went to visit him for a third time, mm -hmm. um, a, a few a few months ago, right? And 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 you know you know is inshallah is getting better right um but yeah man that's that's your journey of forgiveness it's amazing because um there was like like you said there were so many layers to that well a lot of people they would just think forgiveness is is straightforward it's forgiveness yeah, but right it's not, bro. but it's not because because it's relative to each person it depends yeah. what you've experienced um but it's an amazing kind of impactful story and, and just real quick like yeah. and there's this idea that we grow up on is i forgive but i don't forget right but yeah. true forgiveness is forgiving and forgetting and forgetting you know what i mean i just want to mention that you know it, it kind of reminds me of a story like going back to the seerah like the life of the prophet where in his life uh you had quite possibly well not possibly everyone agrees the best man after the prophet is abu Bakr. Mm. And like you would think that a man like Abu Bakr would never make any mistake. You know, he wouldn't make mistakes because he's just that's how high he is in terms of status. But the thing is, what really got to Abu Bakr once is when his daughter, Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, where she was accused of doing something and not just something like the worst kind of action. Right. Uh, and Abu Bakr, he found out 
that one of his relatives was part of the circle of people that was circulating this. And this guy is a Muslim, Mistah radiallahu anhu, he's a companion of the Prophet and he's his relative. And not only is he his relative, but Abu Bakr used to financially fund him because he was a poor companion. Mm. So Abu Bakr from his own wealth would help him. And then imagine you find out that not only are people in, in your city talking about your daughter, saying something about her and accusing her of something, but the same guy who's who's your blood mm. and your funding, like you're actually doing him a favor and, and you're helping him, like he's part of it and he's accused you. So you can imagine like this is this is kind of actually really good because it's it's covering everything we've just discussed. Yeah. Like imagine the the emotion emotional side of thing. Mm -hmm. Abu Bakr didn't just keep it in himself. Like he was angry. Yeah. He was he's allowed to feel that like emotion, isn't he? He's allowed to feel angry. Yeah. So he showed that clearly. And one thing that he said is that I'm he spoke to this companion after the whole issue was cleared and Allah revealed verses clearing Aisha's name literally even after everything was cleared Abu Bakr said to this companion I don't forgive you mm. I'm never going to forget what you did Interesting. right yeah. and on top of that he said that money I was giving you khalas is finished yeah. I'm, I'm no longer financially aiding you and funding you anymore mm. finished my relationship with you is over wow Right, this is Abu Bakr. Yeah. So when we hear that side of him, we're like, "Well, I thought Abu Bakr was a soft, you know, he's like the." But this is a human being, isn't it? End yeah. of the day, like your daughter, this is your daughter, is your blood, and someone said something bad. But then Allah reveals a verse. Allah reveals a verse after this, and this is directly actually towards Abu Bakr, but obviously in extension to all of us, mm -hmm. that he's basically in this verse he's saying that you have like uh, we understand why you're not forgiving him, but. In true essence, like, would you not uh, want Allah to forgive you? Mm. You know, if you did something bad, yeah. which we're all going to do, do you not want Allah to forgive you? When this verse came, and when he heard that verse, he realized, <clears throat> if I don't forgive this guy mm. today, then tomorrow when I'm in the same position, I, I slip up, I make a mistake, yeah. and I expect Allah, the one whose forgiveness counts, uh, uh, you know, and, and matters, if Allah doesn't forgive me, then. Like, what am I going to do then? Because Allah can just say, well, you don't have enough mercy in your heart to forgive other Sorry. people. My creation, my servants, why would I forgive you for? Yeah. So the moment this verse was revealed, Abu Bakr said, like, wallahi, like, uh, you know, by, by God, I want to be forgiven. Yeah. So what did he do? He forgave. Yeah. His Even though he was hurt so much by yeah. him, he forgave him. And he and not only that, but he carried on funding him. Yeah. It, that, like, it takes a real man, a real woman yeah. to turn around after all of that and carry on. Sorry. But the, the, the point of the story is, obviously, one is forgiveness, which was the, the final outcome. But the second thing is, what we're trying to say, I guess, uh, in essence, is that it's okay to feel those emotions as well. Yeah. Like he felt angry yeah. and, and he, he clearly displayed that anger in front of his, mm. his, his relative. And he took action, like he stopped doing something. You see what I mean? Yeah. And <clears throat> this is Abu Bakr. So for all of us, I guess, so many of us, we're going to go through situations where even our own blood, they anger us. Mm -hmm. Just look at the story of um, like Yusuf, Joseph, his own brothers, they wanted to kill him because <laughs> yeah. they were jealous of him. Like his own brothers took him and threw him into a well. That's his blood. So sometimes even our own blood are going to like let us down, mm -hmm. human beings. And we're allowed to feel, we're not saying you can't, you're not allowed to f yeah. feel anger, isn't it? I think that's one of the main things that kind of we're speaking about. So it's interesting like your journey because the reason why I'm uh, like, another reason why I'm mentioning all of this is because... I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get people to realize only because I'm in the creative scene myself, so I understand this. So a lot of people listening, watching, or they they might have heard some. They might have had your album. They might have watched your video on YouTube, but they don't realize that there's a whole story behind what you just said. Mm -hmm. Those three minutes, two and a half minutes, that uh, you know, those sounds that came together and those lyrics aren't just like you woke up one day and you're like, yeah, I want to talk about my mom. Mm -hmm. There was a whole story behind it. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, it comes with a lot. Yeah, man. there's a lot behind it. Yeah. So now that people have heard, like, just this is not even your whole story. It's like a glimpse of your story about your parents. Like, people will understand when they listen back to like, yeah, like anyone by the way who's listening, right, that has heard Islam's album. I want you to listen to it again, <laughs> keeping everything that he just said in mind, and yeah. the things are gonna like connect. Yeah. A lot of things make sense. Yeah. So it's amazing. Like this whole this whole creativity side of things is amazing, yeah, which a lot definitely. of people don't know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. It's amazing. One other thing that you speak about in your album a lot is moving away from the from from from, from, from like your mother and father, etc. Uh, like so many souls, for example, mm. gun crime, 
yeah. you speak about this a lot because it seems to be quite uh, prevalent in in from where you're from in mm-hmm. Seattle. I mean, in London we have obviously yeah we have we have the knife crime epidemic. Um, so it's not guns because obviously you're not allowed to have guns here, so it's very rare yeah. to, to come across that. But knife crime uh, is a huge issue, especially in like the south side of London. It's it's like a growing trend, and like mm-hmm. every day you hear of people dying. So I want I want you to just kind of speak about that, like because you actually like, there's people that you know, right, mm-hmm. that have actually been victim to this. Yeah. Um, like. What is that? What is that like? Like, imagine a, a an innocent guy who's young and he's got his whole life ahead of him or her, um, and getting involved in something as nasty as this. And obviously, there's different reasons why people would. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a whole uh, like another discussion. But then, like, that's it. Their life comes to an end because of getting involved in in such things. Like, let's just. I want you to just kind of talk about your experiences in Seattle and then. You know, we, like this kind of stuff that you speak about in your album as well. Man, you know, that ties into to to another idea, man, of of creatives mm. and individuals with platforms utilizing their platform for the community. You know, mm. because because like situations like this happen all the time. You know, and and it hurts to get a phone call. You know, or to read a message, you know, saying that like a, f- a friend of yours, even a close friend of yours that you grew up with, you know, l- l- you know, they were murdered by 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 another individual, or a drive-by shooting, mm. or caught in a crossfire, whatever the case may be. You know, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. You know, not as simple, not as, as simple, but in terms of like, like these situations happen, and loved ones are affected by it. We hurt. We mourn. But what can we do about it to prevent? Because just before I left, another youngin was was shot in my community, you know. And these situations happen all the time. This Muslims killing Muslims mm. and Muslims stabbing Muslims in this in this case in this community, right? Like these situations are happening, but like we got the community and leaders pointing fingers at the youth. Look at what the youth is doing. This at this that. But in reality, bro, it's like it's it's up to us with platforms mm. to to. What can we do for our community? You know what I mean. So it's and 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 we see that like, like we see that like, like, like some of you know what I mean like you anyone anyone with a platform. A lot of the times you know individuals with platforms and resources. Everybody's out here just just trying to trying to uh, uh, secure their, their their own position and make sure mm-hmm. that they're in a comfortable position before they help anyone else. But if you if you know, if, if if God gives you a mountain, you're going to want another mountain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right? So we're never going to be content, mm-hmm. right? So for me, like with the work I'm doing, it's bigger than just quote-unquote entertainment that the Muslim community want to call us entertainers, right? It's, it's, it's more so trying to reach out to my community, like through my art, in, in the language that the youth speaks. Mm-hmm. I'm rapping. I'm a rapper. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and Muslims are uncomfortable with that word. But little <laughs> do they know that rap means rhythm and poetry. Yeah. You know, in the language that the you in the language that I know. Yeah. So I'm not imitating rappers mm. or the music industry because this is the language that I grew up on, mm. right? The the, the the prophet even sp- uh, uh, spoke in the language of the people, right? Mm. So in the in the language I know, I'm speaking to my community, right? And in that that track specifically so many souls, I'm telling I'm telling my community to like literally just I'm I'm tell I, I say I say, uh, well, plotting on a way to make it out. The way it's looking like instilling doubt. Life is different on my side of town. Don't nobody talk, but the pain is loud. It ain't a word of mouth you want here, but sound the cycle never ends up in Seattle South. Ain't nobody posted in the summer now. Every season feeling like the winter time. It's been a minute since my city shine. Cause too many mothers had to lose a son. Don't be a puppet to the system, family. Throw up the one and put down your gun. And I say, do you know how it feels to hear that your brother got killed? What would you do? Would you go cop you a tool? Would you go buy you a weapon, ride around acting the fool, or would you or would you pull up or would you would you pull up to his mom's house seeing if everything is cool? Would you turn up on the op the opposition, who happens to be on Ak, your own brother, or would you go straight to the mosque and pray for your bro and Salat? Right. So it's it's me talking to my community. Mm. It's like yo, like like you out here claiming that 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 you love your brother and and, and you about to seek revenge and you about to get revenge on for for your for your for your brother. But you can't simply do something 
as going to 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 their mom's house and checking if everything is good and just simply visiting them. But you claim, oh, that was my brother. R.I.P. This person, R.I.P. That person. But you can't simply go to their mother's house to pay respect. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't. You can't. Uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Do charity on behalf of your brother, mm-hmm. or that's gonna benefit him in the next life. Or you can't <clears throat> raise your hands up and pray for your brother. Yeah. You're just tweeting about it and 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 talking about how you going you gonna seek revenge, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's the issue I'm calling about, right? And and and. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, one of the most important things that like you mentioned is for anyone, whether it's like an individual, creative, someone with influence, uh, even like an organization, whatever it might be, yeah. for them, for that individual or for those group of people to to actually um, utilize um, the skill that they have or whatever it is or the following that the they have, the influence, the platform, yeah. etc., uh, to do something more than just you yeah, know for man. there to be more of like a substance and to do something for the community that's 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 what you're saying right yeah we don't got that man we don't bro we don't got that man like everybody out here is selfish you know i'm including myself all mm. of us you know i'm not i'm not pointing fingers at no one all of us like we got to do better you know what i'm saying like even for example like there there was there was a, a rapper from the west coast nipsey hustle mm. like he, he you know he was a, you know muslim but the amount of people he touched and the amount of muslims he touched because he wasn't he was an independent artist mm. and he he didn't have as big of a platform as like mainstream artists and stuff in the music industry other artists you know but he was an independent artist but the amount of work that he did for the community like providing like IT uh, resources for the community giving back to the community and and the amount of people he impacted from from his work Artists in like my city, Seattle, like for example, the biggest artist in Macklemore, like, like you know what I'm saying, like I'm I'm, I'm just mentioning these names mm-hmm. to give an idea of like the, the mainstream industry. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like like it, it, you know if if somebody who doesn't have a huge platform like that can do so much for a community and impact so many people, mm-hmm. you know, around the world, and and somebody with a huge platform can't even do half of what he's doing. There's a problem. It's like you you have a bigger platform, you have more resources. Mm. You know, if everybody in the community, especially in the Muslim community, if every uh, leader and and creative with a huge platform utilizes the resources, then then that's that's how we're gonna make change. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how we're gonna progress as a Muslim community. Right? But but because we're all in this individualistic mindset, we're all trying to secure our own position, mm. but we don't realize the impact of coming <clears throat> together. You know what I mean, and 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 how many more people can you touch? Mm. Like when when you're when you come together, right? It's just like you know the, you know the stories of like for example, there's like five sheep, and then one separates uh, from the, from <laughs> the other sheep, and then the wolf attacks that sheep, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and, and until until the last uh, sheep is by himself, right? It's, it's the same concept. It's like we, we we could out here be by ourselves, but if we mm. come together, like we're gonna we're gonna be more more powerful and and more stronger, right? And we, which is why I'm not just an artist; I'm a community organizer, and I do mm. events. Providing platforms for for the next generation, you know what I'm saying, um, and and, and the younger people because I, I learned and I realized the importance of of creative expression and mm. and, and I learned that it helped me out in my, in my life. So if I learned that it helped me out, I can't be selfish and just keep this to myself, right? Mm. I gotta it, I gotta lay out the blueprint for the rest of the gener- people and the next generation. Because the, the thing is, the talent is there. The the talent is there in the Muslim community. Yeah, like there's so much talent, yeah. and it's not just about artists, etc. It's about like different like creativity means so many different things it doesn't yeah. just mean uh, a, a poet it doesn't mean just mean a, a nasheed artist a singer like yeah, there's so, so much there's so many different strands to yeah. uh, being a creative or more than that yeah. so <clears throat> the thing is the Muslim community has so much talent but like you said if everyone pulled in those resources and everyone came together yeah. uh, and, and then had like a bigger like worked for the bigger picture rather than yeah. just like the short term gain, which is yeah, I can put something out there yeah. and I can get some views and I can get some following, yeah. but rather there's something more there. Then I think what you're basically saying is, by pulling in those resources, uh, there's a long term legacy impact you're having yeah. on, on like a grassroots level yeah. with a lot of people. You're touching people's lives. Exactly, and you can't claim like you're doing it for the community. Like I'm, I'm providing, you know, uh, like this, you know, <clears throat> like I'm, I'm doing this. As an alternative, you know what I mean, you know, to to whatever is out there, yeah. and, and you know, like you know, I'm doing this to help out the community, this that, this that. Uh, you can't claim that, like, if you're not going to utilize, you know, what I'm saying your resources, you know, for somebody else, you know, and sure. and 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 uh, you know, I feel, you know, I feel like I, you know, a lot a lot of artists out here just 
just using faith as a as a marketing tool mm. for them for themselves you know and, and i feel like it's important like if you're gonna if you're gonna and, and that's the reason why i don't like with my content i'm not i don't promote my stuff in a certain way and i don't i don't uh i don't like I'm not talking about coming, you know what I'm saying, from misguidance to guidance, right? Because I'm still struggling on a day to day basis. Mm. I'm just using like my 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 creativity as a uh, outlet of expression yeah. right, to give me an understanding of my emotions, and then everybody out there is going to relate to those emotions as well mm. because everybody experiences similar emotions, you know. And and but my life is inspired by faith. That's why I include you know yeah, faith yeah. in my art when necessary, you know, mm. because it played a huge role in my life. Um, but you know, just being honest and having have been having being honest with yourself. Yeah. You don't create this persona of of perfection, mm. uh, which which is going to create a disconnect between you and 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 the people, right? That's the reason why a lot of people feel uncomfortable coming into the community because they feel like there's a standard of what they need to be in order to mm. come into the community, right? So, yeah, I think I think it's a really good point. Um, I wanted to touch on something a bit different, mm. uh, which is a, on a more lighter note. Um, it's more recently, now, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been a heavy, deep episode to be honest with you. Uh, but it's all good. It's good discussions. Mm. One thing I want to speak about is more recently, uh, you went to, <clears throat> you went back to Morocco. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time after how long you you were going? Thirteen back? years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay. I was born there too. So you were born there exactly. So this yeah. this is the place of your Shout birth. Shout out my Moroccans in London. Though, <laughs> you know what I mean? They they disclaim me, bro. Ain't nobody. Sh- ain't no Moroccan <laughs> show me love, bro. Inshallah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so obviously you went. This is your place of birth, uh-huh. um, and alhamdulillah, like you get, like I said, you get to travel a lot. But this time you decided to go back to Morocco. Mm. Um, so what was that experience like? Going back to the place where you were born, mm-hmm. uh, seeing the culture there, because obviously you you grew up pretty much in America, so you saw a complete different side of the world. Uh, connecting back with your roots. Um, the only reason why I'm asking this is because nowadays, um, like this generation we're not very much connected to our roots at all. Mm-hmm. So whether you're from Bangladesh, whether you're from Somalia, or whether you're from uh, somewhere in, in one of the Arab... Like, because of growing up in the West especially, um, you just have no connection to to your roots. So what was that experience like for you? You know, I grew up... I didn't grow up around Moroccans, mm. one. Uh, I grew up around, like, majority uh, uh, East Africans, yeah. uh, African-Americans... Um, Southeast Asians, mm. uh, like Islanders, like Samoans, you know, Mexicans, and and um, I was literally the only Moroccan in my community, right? So, and growing growing up in a culture, which historically is a culture that strips away from cultures from from communities, yeah, right. If the majority of my life I was disconnected from from my my like, I wasn't proud to be Moroccan. Like I didn't like I didn't grow up. There's no representation, right? Yeah, yeah. No history books. They don't talk about. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. What I'm saying like the the beauty of, of of parts of countries in Africa, right? They they you know it's it's, it's always degrading, right? There's no representation, even media, mm-hmm. right? Like Muslim countries, uh, how they make it seem, right? So so you know it, it played a part in just me just wanted to disconnect from my identity. I don't want nothing to do with my identity, yeah, right? Yeah. So I I assimilated with another culture, um, you know, because you know that that's everything that I knew. So my, before Morocco, I just went a few weeks ago, but before this trip. I I was going through so much, man. Like, and this is was the reason I decided to go to Morocco. I was like, man, yeah. I think I need to go to Morocco. I was going through so much, like mentally and and like the few experiences I was going through in my life that put me in a very dark position. But uh, I went to Morocco. Like, I was literally searching for peace, man. That's what I did, man. I went to Morocco, and I, like from the first day I got there, man, I felt this peace in my heart. This of, and then I felt this contentment, man. Like, like. I never, I never felt this before, you know what I'm saying? And it was nostalgic because I, I used to go there as a kid. Um, but since my grandma passed away and my mom got sick, I stopped going. Mm. But I remember, like, for example, I'll be at a cafe. You know, I'm, I'm chilling, drinking, drinking, uh, like, uh, a drink or a coffee or whatever, <laughs> soda. And yeah. I, was, I would have a conversation with, like, a random elder. You know, I'll just be talking to them. And they'll be like, what's your family name? And I'll tell them. And they'll be like, oh, your grandfather was my good friend. And just like, that's like, that made me like feel at home, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, you need, you need my family? 
You know, and always, and this is one of many uh, situations. Where I'll talk to somebody like, oh, like my uncle passed away in a, like in, a, in an accident when he was like twenty one or twenty two. I'll talk to someone, mm. and then and they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah I, I know your uncle. This that, this that. And and be, I, I would go to the area that that my family's from, you know, and everybody mm. knew my family, and and I felt at home. I felt this sense of community that I never got to experience. But I grew up around like I'll be around like my Somali friend in in, in Seattle, right? And then we'll just be we'll be outside or whatever, and then a random auntie will be talking to him, and they'll be like, uh, like, who's your mom? And and he'll say he'll say his mom's name, and be like, oh, uh, uh, like you're you're my distant cousin, or like you're my family, or or oh, I I knew your mm. mom from back home. I would see that, and I'll be like, man, that's so beautiful. I always appreciated that, but I never got to experience that. Mm. Like, I was always an outsider, right? Um, but you know that you know my they still you know my community still you know what I mean they took me yeah, you yeah. feel me at a young age, right? But uh, but going back home to Morocco and, and feeling this sense of community, walking through the streets and people not like looking at me, right? Like <laughs> d- double looking because I look like a local, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And and uh, until I obviously until I open my mouth and, and then people are like, where you from? I remember somebody asked, are you from Tunisia? I'm like, no, nah, I'm from Morocco, man. I, was, you know, I grew up in America. But uh, yeah, I felt peace, man. And I even went to for the first time in my life, I went to the land. I'm from the mountains. I'm from yeah. a, a, like a, uh, I'm from a which is like Ayun specifically, which mm. is the border of Algeria. And and I went to the mountains where my grandmother was born and raised until she was like 13 years the old. Mountains, right? And I seen and I asked yo, where did my grandma live? And they took me to this land mm. of of where my grandmother lived, <clears throat> and I saw uh, remnants of a wall from the house. That was still there, wow. right? And and Subhanallah, I was just reflecting like like imagine if these walls could speak. Imagine what kind of stories would it tell? Mm. And I remember I took a rock with me. I took a rock from the wall and I took <laughs> it home as a souvenir. I brought it to my mom. But and I even seen like the kitchen. The kitchen was underground, and and I saw the 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 the, the masjid that my great grandfather built. Wow. And he used to teach, he used to be a Quran teacher. Right? And like in in uh. And uh, I seen his house where he he passed away in like the eighties, yeah. but uh, and I seen the house that he lived at as well uh, that he moved to like next next to it, and um, uh, yeah, it was still still standing, but it was deep, man. Like and like the the mountains that I, that that my family's from. There's fourteen hundred people who live there, and they're all like my distant you know family members, right? And I remember when I was there, I was speaking to 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 a person over there, and he was telling me we were just kind of looking at a tree and reflecting on a tree, you know, and he was like. The reason that we can taste the sweetness of a fruit is because a fruit understands its roots. And he told he told me, he was like, we are like that fruit. You know, if we don't know our roots, if we don't know where we come from, then we'll, we'll, we become rotten, you know? That's what he was just comparing it yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. a fruit, right? So, so like, when you have a sense, of, a, a, a sense of identity and you know where you come from, mm. then nobody can manipulate you and, and nobody can, can, can uh, uh, you know, uh, like put anything in your mind about who you are right nobody could shake you off of your feet like when you when you know like like the the legacy that muslims left right introducing to the west like civilization in a time of andalus Qurtuba, then then no media is going to affect your mind in a negative way mm. and, and make you not proud of who you are like regardless of how they make us seem we're, we're going to be proud of our identity i'm a proud muslim like when you know who you are but if you don't know who you are and you don't know your roots and where you come from Anybody could say something negative about you or your people, and they could shake you. Be like, damn, you, you like, like I was when I was a kid. I was embarrassed mm. of my identity, right? And just like Morocco, for example, you know what I mean? Just being from that country, you know, um, and understanding like the the role that that my ancestors played and, and the struggle that my people came from and 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 overcame. It made me proud of where I, where I came from, you know what I mean? And 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 I embraced that identity, right? Um, so so that's the importance of knowing where you come from, man. Right, so nobody could could, yeah. could make you ashamed of where you come from, regardless of how they the lies that they want to put out about our people. You know. See, I never looked at it that way. Mm. The way you the way you've broken it down, I've I never I've never looked at it that way. Mm. Obviously, we get the like we get the fact why it's important to have connection to your roots and everything. Yeah. Um, but the way you kind of broke it down, I mm. think that's that's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, you know, by us connecting with our roots, it's not the fact that oh, I'm a proud. Moroccan, I'm a proud Bangladeshi. Yeah. Though there's nothing wrong per se with appreciating, you know, where you're from. But then ultimately it comes down to like this is it's because of the struggles of those people. Yeah. Like Islam is still strong. Yeah. Because if they if they could live the way they lived and they experienced and they got through their experiences and they were still able to to be 
unapologetically yeah. proud Muslims. Yeah. Then like, and then you compare it to like the kind of struggles we're going through. It's like, you know, it yeah. may, it, it like it, it gives you a lot of strength. Yeah. And there's and there's nothing wrong with with, with repping your country. So you know yeah. that's I remember one time I asked I asked the sheikh. You know, mm. I was in a conversation. I was like, "Where are you from?" And he got mad. He was, <laughs> like, I, he was like, "It doesn't matter where I'm from. We are all Muslim." You know. And I was like, "Like, bro, I was just, I was just, that was just a regular <laughs> question, buddy." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and it made me think. It's like, man, like Islam never came to destroy culture. Mm-hmm. Islam came and it's it taught us to take the good and leave the bad. There's good and bad in every culture. You know what Very I mean? True, yeah. So, so you know, it, 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 it was just interesting, man. I remember I was like, I remember I was like, I thought I was like twenty one or something, you know, but twenty. But I was, I was, I was shook, bro. I was like, I got, I got kind of scared. I'm like, yo, you made me feel embarrassed to ask you that question to begin with. You know, I was like, whatever. I never talked to him again. But, um, but you know, the point is, bro. Like, 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 even like when it comes to like me rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people, yeah, they're yeah. uncomfortable with that idea because they're associated with with hip hop culture, and they and then and then they they associate hip hop culture with black culture, and you know what I'm saying? They have this you know this negative you know idea mm. you know of black folks, right? And 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 in and they look at the mainstream hip hop and how how individuals are uh, portrayed the mainstream hip hop, and then they associate with that and be like, oh, stuff full of this brother's rapping, he's imitating the kufar. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, bro, like you know what I'm saying? Like like Islam never came to 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 destroy cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. within my Moroccan culture, there's there's things that's not permissible in my religion. I yeah, just yeah. I put that to the side. I take the good and I, and I leave the bad. Just like any other hip hop culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Pakistani culture, whatever, whatever, whatever country you're from. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Just understand and be conscious of of of, of what you're allowed to be. A, <clears throat> you know, don't be prideful to the part where you're taking every aspect of the culture, but yeah. understand that you know what I mean. There's, there's limits and boundaries. You know so. I want uh, one one final piece of advice mm. <clears throat> um, from a psalm. Uh, especially just kind of reflecting on everything that you've kind of experienced in your own life and a message to maybe the younger people who might be experiencing something that you're going through. Either it might be, because we touched on so many different aspects in this in this show, like it might be they just, they don't have that connection with uh, their parents. They, they, they're they they're kind of stuck in a certain lifestyle right now yeah. that you were more accustomed to uh, before, during your early years. Uh, it might be someone that's also hiding their emotions you know like i know i know it's a very kind of on the spot like a very general question but it's it's kind of like you giving advice to your younger self okay. let's stick to that okay what advice would you give so okay it's a deep one bro we're finishing deep here yeah so okay i'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> if, if i was speaking to your young e man isam bro <laughs> but no i'm joking young but, e. <laughs> Youngie, <laughs> I'm just okay. So, if I were to to give advice to my younger self, man, you know what I mean. Um, you know, so so. All right, when you when you look at like the mainstream industry, for example, right? And I'm gonna tell you back to this right here. I like to connect points. Yeah. When you look at the mainstream industry, right? Like mainstream culture in the West. There's this narrative. I come from poverty, and now I'm I'm success. I'm mm. rich. For example, like Biggie, like birthdays were the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Right? Don't ask me how I know that. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but basically, it's like the typical like rice. It's, it's the idea though. That's that's yeah, the narrative, yeah. right? There's the, the yeah. importance of of what you know. What I'm saying. I'm saying right here. Right. I come from poverty. I come from nothing, and now I'm successful. But what about? The struggle that you... How many people lost their lives trying to achieve that American dream? You know, how many mm. people lost their lives on this journey, right? Like, there's so many people that, that lost their lives trying to get rich or end up doing time in prison for the rest of their, li- yeah. their lives and losing freedom, whatever the case may be. The same narrative that we create as a Muslim community because, like, we grew up in this the Western society and we reflect the same idea. I come from, from uh, misguidance and now I'm guided. That's cool. That's good in certain cases, right? It's it's important to to tell tell these stories of 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 the or the struggles you overcame, right? That's true. That, but in certain cases, right? Understand, like young Isam, understand that, like don't let that idea make you scared to 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 uh to cut like pretty much to 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 continue to do good. Right, because sometimes, like we get our mind gets stuck on the idea that okay, this is a narrative, this is a standard that the Muslim community creates, and if I don't live up to that standard, then then 
I'm not good enough to to be amongst like this community mm-hmm. right here, right? But that's the reason why people leave completely. They leave the, they leave the religion completely completely is because the way they're treated for who they are. Like we grew up in in this in this society in this community, right? Like you can't change me overnight. You can't mm-hmm. change me by just giving me advice or telling me like brother like why is your pants below your ankles when I'm walk, walking into the mosque? Appreciate the fact that I'm, I'm coming into the mosque mm-hmm. or, or making or, or telling somebody they can't wear their hair a certain way because of cultural difference or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? But like pretty much understand that like you don't have to be a perfect individual. Like the the, the essence of our creation is to forget. Like we make mistakes. Like, like we're, we're going to slip up regardless of what we do. Even if we, we, we change our life around and we're doing something great, we're going to slip up and we're going to make mistakes. But don't let that guilt right, and don't let that idea like stop you from continuing the, 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 mm-hmm. that positive journey that you're on. Because sometimes like we're trying to be on a positive journey, but certain experiences, whether it's like, like backlash or negative words from, mm-hmm. from other people, whatever the case may be, it's going to push us away from the, from the community. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but you know, understand that that you know what I'm saying like 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 that's that 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 idea of perfection is is uh is is dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. You know how like you were talking about earlier too, like you feel good because you're productive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying today, like you did yeah, a lot yeah. of things, you know, and and sometimes even with the like idea of society, if like if I'm not being productive, you know what I mean, uh, throughout my day, I'm gonna feel guilty, I'm gonna feel mm-hmm. sad, I'm gonna get into the state of depression because I'm not meeting the standard of of what my day is supposed to look like. Instead, I'm just sleeping all day, laying down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and it puts you into a state of a depression, and it, and it pushes you away from wanting to 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 affiliate with a certain group of people. So um, continue the positive journey, uh, and obviously kind of like what you part of what you said reminds me of a again a hadith mm. which is the famous everyone knows it that every child of adam is a sinner and actually the the word khatta which is used in that hadith it literally means someone that makes a mistake over and over again mm. but the best one is the the best person who makes mistakes that's basically the that's basically the prophet and that's like allah acknowledging that like mm-hmm. you're gonna continuously make mistakes because yeah. the word is khatta yeah. that means like someone's always it's not even like khati khati means like yeah one off yeah. sometimes you make a mistake now yeah. this is like continuously but the best one turn is back. the one that turns back no, straight up man. exactly the one who turns back and continues basically going because yeah. if you if you feel pushed away uh, like you said, people they just go the other way completely. Yeah, we got we gotta speak more on the po- like Allah's mercy is is powerful, man. You know, what I'm saying? we gotta stop scaring people, bro. <laughs> you know, Allah Ghafur Rahim. Of course, Allah is the most gracious, most merciful. Definitely. And Alhamdulillah, man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Islam, it's been a pleasure, man. Like we've we've had, we've had we've had we've had some good discussions, positive discussions. Mm-hmm. Ilm feed is all about highlighting positivity. Yeah, we feeding Ilm. We feeding Ilm exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now no, you better not use this as marketing, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I get incentives, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Shout out to MC, Alhamdulillah. Honestly, appreciate your time, bro. Yeah. Uh, and may Allah bless you and your family and all the, the work that you're doing in the community yeah, and allow you to continue to grow on your journey. Jazakallah I appreciate you, my brother. Shout out to Shabir, man. That's my guy, man. Shout out to Shabir, man. Mass 139, bro. Yeah, It's been a pleasure, man. Jazakallah bro. And uh, to everyone that's been watching, it's been, uh, honestly, like my, my personal reflection, it's been one of the, like, the most deep, deep, like the most, the deepest kind of episode I've done, but the most like insightful. It's been very different. Uh, but it's been a pleasure, like, uh, you know, seeing, hearing and seeing the the kind of like the story behind the artist uh, and behind the person that we kind of you know just see as like a face on on social media or whatever it might be but this is really interesting uh it's important for all of us to kind of understand that everyone uh, has a journey everyone has a story but uh please do inshallah uh, th- like this is this is again a, a brilliant episode subscribe to ilmfi's youtube channel um and it was good to kind of hear the story um Behind the artist, which is Islam. Jazakallah uh, khairan. Make sure you guys subscribe to Elmfeed's uh, YouTube channel. Check out uh, Brother Islam's work as well. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. More podcasts coming your way, inshallah. From your host, Shabir. Until next time, Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.